You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Lockdown Brewers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ben Larson. You can find me on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers or at Cheesehead Talks. Cheesehead Talks, my personal handle, Lockdown Brewers, the show handle for the uh, podcast. Or Facebook.com slash Locked on Brewers. Go uh, check them out on social media. Give us a follow and uh, always try to get some good interaction there. It's actually a great way to interact. And uh, I'd, I'd love to hear your comments. I'd love to hear what you have to say or your questions about the show or reactions to what I have to say on the show. Got a couple of them in uh, during and after the game last night. So appreciate that. And we can get to that a little bit, including uh, Robbie, who said, I know you preach every episode not to worry yet, don't get frustrated yet, but I think starting pitching becoming more and more of a necessity at the trade deadline. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I think so. You know, uh, we'll talk about that. We now have a 30-game sample, and if you haven't heard the stat, I'll, I'll deliver it to you in a little bit, what the ERA for the uh, starting pitchers is over 30 games. I'm going to have you wait because it's too hard to hear all at once right now with, the, with three up, three down coming because there's a lot of downs. <laughs> but it's not good, and uh, it's a significant enough sample size, right, where mm, things have got to things have got to change, I think, a little bit. But can it all work out with just a trade? Can it improve that much with just a couple of trades? That that might be an interesting topic of conversation as well. So we'll get to all that on uh, today's show. Robert Murray from the Athletic will join us. He's the Brewers beat writer. It has some excellent articles. Boy, you should really subscribe to The Athletic if you haven't. It's it's incredibly affordable. One of the uh, you know most affordable sports subscriptions that you can have out there. And you can sc- subscribe to ESPN and some of those other things. But the, the Athletic makes it very affordable, always running a special. And you get not only your local teams covered. You know, Eric Name, uh, the Lockdown Bucks host, works with The Athletic for the Bucks. You know, the Packers have a beat right of the Badgers. Great work by Jesse Temple with The Athletic and then Robert Murray. And then you get the nationwide stuff, too, and a lot of good national writers for that perspective. And podcasts. Robert Murray does a couple podcasts a week that are worth a listen as well. So I, I just given the plug there, I think The Athletic is a really good investment if you're a sports fan uh, and you're not investing much and you're getting a lot in return so anyway Thursday Matt Pauley will join us the Brewers pre and post game host for WTMJ radio so we'll look forward to that and then Friday speaking of Twitter and sending me questions it's the fan mailbag I'll answer your questions on Friday on Twitter so looking forward to that and uh, we'll get to three up and three down in just a minute but first let me tell you for the latest takes on NBA free agency, follow all of the Lockdown Podcast Network hosts on one Twitter feed at Lockdown NBA Net. At Lockdown NBA Net, an awesome way to get all the latest opinions from the local experts during NBA free agency at Lockdown NBA Net. 
Three up, three down. All right, let's uh, review. Let's review. Uh, tough one for the crew last night. They fall 8-3 to three to the Seattle Mariners. The, wait for it, wait for it, last place, the Seattle Mariners. They come in and uh, whoop up on the Brewers. Uh, as far as the ups go, well, Ryan Braun had a good game. Three of five, couple of doubles, had a, a couple of real gems uh, defensively in the outfield. And so Ryan Braun, the offensive star for the Brewers, probably along with a, a honorable mention to Yasmani Grandal, who hit a booming home run to uh, left field. Although with these juiced balls, what isn't a booming home run these days? <laughs> uh, so Braun really good. The second up it parlays into what Ryan Braun did in the outfield. The outfield defense. I mean, a diving catch by Braun, a uh, assist to Braun uh, to throw out a runner at home plate, which was really nice, a good throw late in the game. And then uh, Ben Gamble was really good in the outfield. A couple of great diving plays, including one late in the game where I have no idea how he caught the ball. He laid out. He probably was ill-advised that he did lay out because if the ball gets by him, it's at least a triple. But uh, he made the catch just... Basically, you know, by half an inch off the ground, uh, somehow the ball went into his glove and did not hit the ground first. It was really quite a catch, a highlight play for sure, uh, in a game that was bereft of highlights. It was a tough one. And then third up, uh, everyone else in the division lost. You know, the Cubs lost, Cardinals, Reds, Pirates, they all lost last night. So this Central Division continues to be, is it the toughest in baseball? I don't know. It's definitely the most tightly packed. Uh, doesn't have a terrible team. Doesn't have a great team right now at all. And so the Brewers continue to be just a game back of the Cubs uh, and everybody lost in the division. All right, as far as the downs go, well, Zach Davies uh, is slumping right now. His fastball, he's not able to locate his changeup. He's leaving up. A lot of barreled-up baseballs off his uh, off his pitches. Uh, worked four innings, six hits, six runs. Only four were earned. We'll get to that in a minute, but... He's struggling. Is ERA up to 3.3? And the that overall is not bad, but it, when you consider where it was a few starts ago, he's had a couple of blow-up starts in a row now, and he, you know, they're really hammering him. And you look at the box score, especially for Seattle in that four-run third. I mean, it was just line drive after line drive and a home run. Not good for Zach Davies. So he's really fighting it right now, and boy... That Brewers starting pitching staff. We'll get to more of that in a minute. Uh, the second down infield defense. In the fourth inning, Davies was let down by his defense. Uh, two errors. Now, one of the errors was on Zach Davies. So, you know, that's always a, well, you kind of blame yourself as a pitcher. But Moustakas had an easy play uh, that was an error, and Davies commits an error, and it leads to two runs. So those two runs unearned. And it really helped the momentum with Seattle because the Brewers were down 4-1, and then all of a sudden they were down 6-1, to and then 7-1 to uh, going into the bottom of the fifth. And it's exhausting, I think, to have to fight back every night to look up at the scoreboard and you're down. You know, over the weekend, 3 nothing, three straight games. They, they battled back to win one of those. And then, you know, Sunday was better with Woody on the mound, but then again last night, right back to it. Down 7-1, to you know, in that game. Tough. Uh, and the infield defensive part of it. So the third down, the Brewers against lefties. When's the last time the Brewers beat a lefty? I did not uh, take all the time here to go back and look, but they have struggled against left-handed starters. And I'll have to admit here, I'm getting a little tired of seeing Hernan Perez in the starting lineup for the Brewers. I am. I mean, it's because you look at it and you say, well, where's the punch going to come from with this offense? 
They're scheduled to face a lefty tonight, and now, uh, as I uh, record the podcast here, it's a to-be-determined starter for the Mariners, so I'm not sure what's going on there. But I would advise Seattle to start a lefty, because the Brewers have really struggled against lefties. Going back to the road trip, uh, they, they fought it against San Francisco. They you know did not do anything against a couple of lefty starters for San Diego. And it's obvious as to why, you know, even though Jesus Aguilar had a couple of hits last night, uh, he has not been great. Brian Braun is, has kind of an anomaly this year, not been great against lefties. And the Brewers have a lot of left-handed pop in their lineup that, you know, is not going to do as well against left-handed hitters. So they, they have not done all that well. And uh, we'll see if that turns around at all. So anyway, that's three up, three down as far as the game is concerned. Uh, the Brewers, again, not having... A lot of luck here lately. The good news is they have won two of their last three, so you can spin it that way because uh, they took the final two series, the final two games of the series against the Reds. Now back to that tweet, I've been, you know, preaching patience, uh, hang with them, that things will get better. I do still believe that. I still believe this team is better than what they're playing right now, but I think it, forget about offense for a minute. You know, the whole debate about Keston Hero. A debate worth having. A debate worth talking about, for sure. But this team is going nowhere. Nowhere. Unless they can figure out what's going on with the starting pitching staff. Here is the stat I teased for you. Over the last 30 games, their starters ERA is 6.55. It's over 7 in the last 11 games. 6.5 over the last 30 games. Which, again, decent sample size. And it's not like the starters were lights out before that. So, I, I, I picture myself saying, that if you ever flip through cable these days, uh, cable television, you're almost always guaranteed to land on Apollo 13. You know, the movie for Tom Hanks and uh, <laughs> back, uh, what, 20 years ago that came out? Really good movie. Uh, the story of the Apollo 13 and the, the Gene Kranz, who was the NASA flight director, uh, after, you know, a couple minutes after the explosion on the ship, which sent it uh, going crazy toward the moon, if you remember the, the plot line there, and they had to get it back home safely. Everything seemed to be going wrong, and he paused and he said, gentlemen, let's take a look at what's going on on the ship from a status standpoint. He said, what on the ship is still good? And uh, one of the main flight guys in, in Houston looked at him and said, I'll get back to you, Gene. <laughs> That's how I feel about the Brewers pitching staff right now. What From a status standpoint, what on this ship is good? You know, And I, my answer comes back, Brandon Woodruff and Josh Hader. And that's it right now. I mean, really, when you talk about good, okay, Woodruff and Hader. Uh, who can you depend on to make a playoff run? Not not in the playoffs. That's a whole different category when you think about who can be good in the playoffs. Who can you make depend on to make a playoff run to really be there for you the next you know, few months here to try and get this team into the playoffs? Well, Woodruff and Hader. And then probably Gio Gonzalez will be a big help when he gets back, I'm, I'm thinking because he's been pretty reliable. Adrian Hauser's showing, we'll see tonight, but he's showing that he can give this team something. I still think Junior Guerra, uh, he's struggled a little bit recently, but still, well, you find his splitter. He's not exactly sharp, right? Uh, but I'm still hoping he can he can, you know, show you something. And and Matt Albers, believe it or not, right, from the beginning of the season, when everybody hated Albers, he's, he's shown to be pretty reliable. Okay? So those guys I think you can reasonably depend on to come around at this point. And then there's the the category of, of pitchers where you're thinking, well, geez, I hope they can figure it out. That's led for me by Jolie Chassin. 
right? Because he was very good last year, and he's shown a couple of signs since he came back from the aisle. He's had two starts. His better start was the first one. Uh, can he figure it out? We'll see him again in the rotation over the weekend. So that'll be big to, to kind of take a look at where he's at now. you got to figure Zach Davies will find a spot somewhere in between where he is now and where he was before and maybe come back to his normal self, which is probably an ERA around three and a half, right? And that's good enough. That's good enough to keep the Brewers in the game. The key is he's got to eat some innings doing that. He's got to get into the fifth and sixth. He's got to find a way to locate his fastball. He's just off right now, and his changeup suffering, and he's getting hammered. So we'll see if he can find his himself back, you know, next time through. Uh, Jeremy Jeffress needs to find some consistency. He's had a couple of rough outings where I don't know if I don't just don't feel like I can depend on him as a fan yet. So I'm hoping that that comes around. Uh, maybe Freddie Peralta can be good out of the bullpen. You know, we're kind of scratching our head right at this point. We're we're looking at that pitching staff, going, I don't know. The starters are a total disaster right now save Brandon Woodruff. They're just a mess. And the bullpen is affected. You know, it, 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 now they're moving guys around. They're shuffling guys around. Jimmy Nelson. <sighs> Sigh. I don't know. You know, I, I tweeted last night that I couldn't believe he didn't give up a run. <laughs> he got lucky. He got very lucky. Because he, he was just not good last night. Can't find the strike zone to save his life. Four walks and two innings. He gets a double play grounder. And I think Braun's outfield assist came with, with Nelson on the mound. Otherwise, you know, he would have he would have given up some runs. And he should have given up some runs. And he's just, he just, when do you use him right now? How do you depend on him at all? I don't think you do. You know, the, the spot to pitch was last night. You're down four. And you throw him in there to see what he can do. And it just does, it's not impressive. He's just completely lost. And it's hard to watch. And I feel bad for Jimmy Nelson. You know, but how does he help this team right now? And it's at one at some point, and I don't know if he's there yet, but at some point maybe he needs to realize that the best thing for him is to go down to the minors, right? I know he refused the option, and that's the, that's the talk of it, but it's not good. Um, so having said all of that, okay, you look at this Brewers pitching staff, and there's about 10 holes to plug seemingly. You know, people talking about trade. You know, you got the urgency is up to trade for a starter. And I agree that it is, but well, you're going to give up prospects to plug holes now. You can plug, what, two holes when maybe they have 10 holes to plug? I mean, what's a trade going to do? You're going to bring in, you can make a couple trades, really, realistically, right? To bring in maybe two guys, a bullpen guy and a starter, something like that. You know, who knows? You see how it pans out. But I guess what I'm asking is, would you make a move right now, or would you wait to see if if these guys can get better that to justify giving away, you know, really important prospects? You know, maybe not Keston Hero, but other really important prospects. Mauricio Dubon, some of these other guys, Corey Ray might be on the trading block, but other Brewers, you know, you make those key trades, you give away those valuable prospects for a really good value in return if the Brewers are indeed a, a guy or two away. Can you really say right now this team's a guy or two away? I mean, that pitching staff is is close to shambles right now, if not in shambles. So I think you got to wait and see who who can give you something and if it's worth it. I hate to say that. And I'm not saying the Brewers are sellers by any means. I'm just saying, you know, at this point, do you give up a lot of value in a team that, you know, it might not have what it takes? So... Again, to be determined there. There's still two weeks of baseball left to play just about before the All-Star break. we got a long way to go, but you know that's what they need to figure out. 
And I wouldn't make any moves right now. I'd, I'd wait. I'd hold off. And I don't think they are going to. I think you got to wait and really see out past the All-Star break what this pitching staff will do. Can they pull it together at all? Because <laughs> you're going to have to get better performances. A trade or multiple trades are not going to fix this. So anyway, we'll get to uh, Robert Murray coming up in just a little bit. Lorenzo Cain had the cryo injection. You probably heard about that. The same injection in his thumb that Ryan Braun gets from time to time. Hopefully that helps him. You know, they could really use, again, a right-handed bat like Lorenzo Cain against lefty starters. The Brewers are struggling a lot, so hopefully he comes back and and can be his old self here. Uh, We'll see. So, and by the way, just a note, Keston here are homers and triples. (laughs) Last night, 19 home runs now in AAA. Uh, I'll get into this a little bit later. We're short on time, but at what point does he not need to play every day so that maybe he can come up with the Brewers? I was looking at the schedule, and again, maybe I'll talk about this either tomorrow or Friday. It might be make sense to call him up uh, a, a week or two after the All-Star break because the Brewers have some off days. Maybe they can carry only 12 pitchers, and they don't have to make a decision to either DFA Jesus Aguilar or send Travis Shaw down. So anyway, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But Robert Murray coming up from The Athletic. Uh, excited to talk to Robert about a lot of these same topics and get his take. He's the beat writer. Uh, for the Brewers, works with the Athletic, Robert Murray. That's next. You're locked on Brewers. When you're driving to work or from work or around town, all you have to do is tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Brewers, and we'll be right there with you for the drive. And we are happy to be joined here on Locked on Brewers by Robert Murray, the uh, beat biter for the Athletic for the Brewers. And, uh, of course, you can go and subscribe to the Athletic anytime I do. It's fantastic. Not only the Brewers... Uh, the Packers, the Badgers, the Bucks, and any team, by the way, nationally or national writers, it's all there, and it's very inexpensive per month, and the writing quality is really good. Some great stories, particularly if you check out the work of of Robert Murray, because it's really good. Some very interesting pieces on individual Brewers players, and he joins us here on Lockdown Brewers. And Robert, I really appreciate it. I would like to start by asking you, uh, about this pitching staff for the Brewers, it it appears right now there are so many questions, and it has not gone at all the way the Brewers brass planned at the beginning of the season. Do you think they have a plan right now going forward with this pitching staff? Yeah. So coming into the season, their plan was to really implement it with three of the young guys: it was going to be Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, and Freddie Peralta. And Burns and Peralta, as as you know have not panned out to what they thought. And if both of them, well, actually Burns was just optioned with the minor leagues and Peralta's pitching out of the bullpen. It has been not how they drew it up at all. I know Woodruff has been really good, but with the addition of Jimmy Nelson, with him coming back from the shoulder injury, the Brewers thought they were going to have another guy in the rotation that was going to be able to kind of fill that void. Yet after three starts, they had to take him out because he was just ineffective and his command was just, it was poor so they're end up going with Adrian Hauser right now. And it's interesting because he was really good out of the bullpen. He was one of their top guys uh, right behind Josh Hader. And moving him to the to rotation, I know he's got starting experience and everything. But it's it's a bit of a risk because, I mean, it's taking that kind of weapon out of the bullpen. I think he can be successful. He's proven it in the past, especially in the minor leagues. Um, but I'm, I'm anxious to see how he does. I think it'll end up being a successful kind of thing, but 
they need a lot of answers right now. And whether it's going to be internal or external, we're going to have to see in the next five weeks. But they're scrambling right now from what their original plan was. Yeah, it really is a scramble. And it'll be very fascinating to watch it pan out here, like you mentioned, over the next month or so uh, as the Brewers try and figure it out. I wanted to ask you about Jimmy Nelson because you, you did uh, have a conversation with not only him, and this is your most recent story on The Athletic here, but also uh, a good friend of his, Chase Anderson, and some of the Brewers coaches, and just about the transition. You know, when I heard he was going to the bullpen and I heard sort of the circumstances around it, Robert, I, I am, and, and I remain pretty skeptical uh, because it just doesn't seem to fit Jimmy Nelson. I think the Brewers, it seems to me, and you can tell me what you think about this, seems like they would want him to go down to San Antonio and continue to start. He refused that, though, and he's going to work out of the bullpen. So... How do you think that's going to go? Do you think it's a real chance to, as Craig Council kind of said, it get out of his routine and maybe that's a good thing? That's really some spin, I think. But what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, you, you can look at it in two ways here. It, it's a good thing for him, um, the fact that it gives him a different look and maybe allows him a jump start without having to throw 100 pitches each time he enters the game. Um, I, I think it can be good for him in that fact. But, I mean, in his first, two, in his first three starts, he really didn't show um, – what he was pre-injury, and if you would expect that coming after or coming off of an 18-month rehab, if not more, um, that would be unfair to Jimmy. It was always going to be, it was it was always going to be a process for him to kind of get back to that level. And three starts may have not have been enough. I know he was really struggling in his last start; it was the first inning, but in the other two it was it's really once he got to the fourth or fifth inning where things would kind of go awry. Um, I, I think. It's going to continue to be that kind of a process for him. I know. I think the bullpen might be good for him in two or three inning stints. But long term, the Brewers still hope he's a starter, and, and this keeps him in the big leagues. But I'm, I'm sure their preference was for him to go to the minor leagues. But as you said, um, he had the right to refuse that. We don't know for sure if he did, um, but he did have that right to refuse to go to the Brewers. Yeah, he did, and I think uh, I'm curious to get your take just briefly on Jimmy. How do you think he gets used this week? I mean, I think he's available starting uh, Tuesday night here and then going into, you know, Wednesday, Thursday. But are they going to try and put him into a tight ball game, or do they wait for, a, you know, a gap in either positive or negative run differential before they give him a shot out of the bullpen here? I don't think the Brewers know that at this point. I think they're just going to use him when they see fit. Um, a guy like Adrian Hauser, who is not really stretched out, he's not going to be able to go six or seven innings like some of the other starters. So it could make sense for Hauser to go like three or four, maybe four innings might be the, the magic one there. Have him come at, come in after a guy like Hauser. I mean, that could make sense. But really, it's we're going to have to wait and see what the Brewers are going to end up doing with Jimmy. It's, it's going to be – they have a plan. They're not willing to tell us about that. But um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they use him and they, the confidence level that they show him and possibly using him in high leverage situations. Talking with Robert Murray of The Athletic, the Brewers beat writer, go subscribe to The Athletic, and you can also, by doing that, listen to Robert's podcast twice a week. He does it, and uh, really informative stuff as a guy who's around the team all the time. And Robert, I wanted to ask you about Adrian Hauser because you wrote a story about his infamous uh, throw-up game, puke game, whatever you want to call it. I, I, if I was one of his teammates, uh, he would never live this down, but he came out in, uh, uh, off a rush trip from, from the Miners last year, did not eat well, and then ended up throwing up twice in an inning pitched. Uh, and it, according to the article, you know, it's not just a simple story that he can never live down. It seems to have changed the way that he 
uh, works and, and how it handles his nutrition. And wow, it really has led to seemingly for him quite a difference, hasn't it? It has. Yeah. He, for the first, like, first off, he ended up kind of changing his diet. He's eating a little bit better and he's, he's making sure he's, he's eating before games and everything. Um, so he's not going on the mound with an empty stomach, but it kind of really affected his arsenal. Um, he's been throwing pitches a like, different kind of mix here a, a lot more, and it's allowed him to kind of unleash his ability on the mound. Um, and we're going to end up seeing that t- tonight on the, on the mound against the, the Mariners here to start. It's it's kind of it, it didn't start off. Or he didn't start off the season like he wanted to. Um, it, it was a bit of a struggle. But ever since he really came back and kind of just had the opportunity to do the pitch again at the big league level, he's thrived. And he really credits a lot of it because of that game where he called it the throw-up game. Um, <laughs> that day he said it was really embarrassing, um, and, and rightfully so. I mean, you can understand that. But when he looked at it in the offseason, he was watching videos or he was throwing bullpens. He was at one of his buddies record him, spotted a mechanical flaw. With that mechanical flaw where he corrected it and added to his arsenal and kind of changed it up a little bit, it's really kind of just fueled this kind of fear. And so do you think, is he at the point yet where the Brewers view him as a, a, a real part of their future from a, from either the bullpen or the starting rotation? Absolutely, yeah. He's coming into the season, I was, I was at spring training, and I asked a really high-ranking Brewers official, who's the guy that stands out to you the most that could have an impact we really don't know? And he said it was going to be Adrian Hauser. And lo and behold, he's turned out to be right. And it's going to end up, he's really kind of just put himself on the radar here for the Brewers as a key member of this team, whether it's going to be in the bullpen or as a starter. Um, and I think that's going to end up being huge for him because he doesn't really have a lot of wear and tear in his arm. I know he had Tommy John surgery. Um, but he really doesn't throw in that many innings uh, at the big league level or even in the minors, too. So I think even though he might be in his, in his late 20s, um, he could end up being a guy that makes a real difference uh, going forward and long term for the Brewers. And that's just another arm that can really make them a lot more dangerous with, with however they feel fit to uh, implement them. Yeah, Robert Murray, our guest here. And before I let you go, Robert, uh, I wanted to talk. You've done some work on the athletic uh, as it relates to, you know, the trade deadline coming up. And one of the the guys that you bring up, and I think is getting more and more tension around all of Major League Baseball, seemingly, is Matthew Boyd because he's got a controllable future for whoever might be able to trade for him. Uh, and he's a promising pitcher, maybe kind of approaching acehood, so to speak, that ace status with uh, the Tigers right now. Do you think the Brewers have what it takes in their system right now to trade for a guy like that? It sounds like Hura's untouchable, but uh, everybody else might be up for grabs. Yeah, I'm going to say it would take it would take a really, 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 really good deal for the Brewers to part with Keston Hura, and I don't think this would be it. Mm-hmm. I do think that even if you don't include Hura, that they're going to have the pieces to get a deal like this done. Um, the number one guy that to me stands out would be Mauricio Dubon. Uh, the Brewers have been getting trade interest with Dubon. It's he's a guy that makes a lot of sense as a trade candidate because the infield is seemingly blocked going forward uh, with Keston Hura at second, and then you have Orlando Arcia at short. So trading him along with maybe a guy like Corey Ray and some other pieces too could make a lot of sense for them um, to acquire an, an ace or an upper or top of the rotation kind of arm. Whether or not they actually do it, I'm not sure. David Stearns really hasn't done it in, his, in the past year. 
He's acquired muscle arms, kind of like a Wade Miley in free agency or Gio Gonzalez last year over trade. But if this isn't a year where they're contenders and they really have a team that's capable of, of going to the World Series, so if this is not the year where they go and get the ace, I don't know when exactly that would be. Do you feel like, finally, here before I let you go, do you feel like the Brewers would entertain a rental? Uh, in other words, a guy who would be a free agent after this season? Or do you think it's got to be a guy like Boyd or nothing? I, th- I think it would, they would prefer to have a guy that's controllable. Um, they're not – they always think for now, but with an eye on the future. And I think that's why Stearns has been so successful here in Milwaukee. Because he's been able to, to kind of build his team long term. And going after a guy like Madison Bumgarner, who's a free agent at the end of the year, really wouldn't make the most sense for him because I mean, it, they want to have a team that's capable of, of consistently winning. I mean, another guy that could make sense would be Trevor Bauer, who has signed cheap over the next couple of years. That would make sense to me. Um, but as far as like a one-year rental kind of kind of arm, I don't think that really makes sense for them. Yeah, don't think they're interested. All right, Robert, hey, thanks so much again for coming on. Robert Murray, you can see his work on The Athletic. Uh, Go subscribe because there's a lot of great work being done in every team all over the country, including Wisconsin there, and also twice a week a podcast that you can get by uh, subscribing to The Athletic. Robert, thanks again. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, so one thing to get excited about today is to go vote for the Brewers uh, because the runoff starts today and three Brewers are in contention. Really, you could see if if you if you work hard enough, Brewer fans, you know, and and uh, the stats don't lie here, you could see three Brewer starters in the All-Star game. Yes, Monty Grandal, who deserves it, Mike Moustakas, who deserves it at second base statistically, right? And certainly Christian Yelich, I think, is a shoe-in here to start. He'll get enough votes. But you could see three, and the vote starts today at 11 uh, Central Time, ends at Thursday, 3 p.m. Central Time. So get on it and uh, vote and go go get some Brewers in the All-Star game, something to feel good about at least after last night's shellacking. So that's happening today, and uh, we'll keep tabs on that. And it should be fun to see how, how that goes and what it looks like. It's an interesting way to do it. And and I don't I, I'm not I'm in favor of it. It's it's been kind of fun. So we'll see what happens. And especially when you have some horses in the race here. So the Brewers have three. Go vote. Uh, Brewers are 42 and 37. One game behind the Cubs. Everybody in the division lost last night. That's the good news. Uh, this division. Somebody's going to get hot and and uh, separate themselves. You would think. And I don't. Right now, <laughs> Brewers are going to need pitching to get hot and. And they need it in a bad way, and they need guys to start getting better right now. So we talked about that. We'll see how it goes tonight. Adrian Hauser, how many pitches can he throw? Maybe 50, and then probably Freddie Peralta. And then ideally, if those two pitch well, Josh Hader to close it out for the Brewers. We'll see. That would be ideal tonight. Uh, At this point, I don't know who's starting for Seattle. Maybe another lefty. That would probably be a good idea for the Mariners. The Brewers are really struggling against lefties. So we'll uh, we'll have that recap for you tomorrow. We'll also talk with Matt Pauley from WTMJ Radio Brewers pre- and post-game host. And I'm sure he's been taking a lot of interesting calls and interaction from the fans recently. So we'll talk with him and get his take on the state of the Brewers on tomorrow's show. Looking forward to it. You can always find me at Cheesehead Talks. I'd love your reaction, too. Send me your thoughts. What What do you think about what's going on with the Brewers? We'll do the fan mailbag on Friday to answer questions. But also, uh, I'd just love you to, to interact. And so follow me on Twitter at Cheesehead Talks with an S at the end or the show 
at Lockdown Brewers. Tweet at me at either location, and I'll certainly uh, take it into account, respond, and maybe talk about some of your questions or comments on the show. Also, Facebook.com slash Brewers. Same thing there. Go ahead and rate and review the podcast. Please tell a friend who's a Brewer fan about Lockdown Brewers. Let's spread the word. The podcast is growing. Let's grow it a little more and and get this uh, get this thing going about a month here on the air. It's been a lot of fun. So anyway, my thanks for listening. Remember, you can subscribe to the show on the new Himalaya Podcast app as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Brewers. I'm Ben Larson. Talk to you tomorrow when we deliver your daily Brewers fix right here on Locked On Brewers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.